the sun is spending more time with me each day and I am loving it. Here in the Kootenai Mountains, I only have about an hour of candlelight as I sip my coffee, write in my journal, and sit with my UV light, reading from an inspiring book each morning. And our goat trio are happy to spend early evenings outside in daylight too. This spring will be an unusual spring for Poppy, our Nubian goat, as she is pregnant for the very first time. I don't know what it's like to be a Nubian goat pregnant, but I sure do know what it's like to be a human pregnant, and it ain't very comfortable. And so this time of year, I was longing for sunshine, most definitely longing for sunshine. In my early homeschool years when all of my kids were born, I certainly was longing for it when I was pregnant, and I'm still longing for it. Sunshine infuses us with perspective, especially when we're having challenges. It's why so many northerners in the northern hemisphere flock to the south for vacation at this time of year. It's why so many homeschoolers fade out at this time of year. And it's why this time of year our challenges feel the least figureoutable. Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich, the Homeschool Life Coach at CapturingTheCharmLife.com. This season is dedicated to the homeschool mamas who want to shed what's not working so they can show up authentically, purposefully, and confidently. So if that's you, welcome homeschool mama. Now before we get started, I've got a few questions for you. Five questions to be exact. So you might want to grab your journal, record the questions, ponder them, consider how you engage these questions. The first question is, what challenge would you like to figure out right now? The second, are you aware of how you speak to yourself? The third, how do you respond to those challenges? Do you complain? Do you get angry? Do you blame? Do you accept and surrender? The fourth question, what's the underlying reason you don't feel good enough in your homeschool choice? And the fifth and last question, what would your best self do when up against a challenge? Okay, those questions will get us thinking before we jump into Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. Straight up, you're going to notice that I'm all for books that are infused with giant cheerleading energy. And no coincidence, Marie Forleo was actually a cheerleader once upon a time. That's what I hope I can be for you too in your homeschool mom life as a cheerleader, cheering you on from the sidelines saying, girlfriend, you got this. So today I'm going to share with you five things that I learned from Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. My goal is to help you know how to use Marie Forleo's book and how it might inform your homeschool. You can probably imagine I'm going to tell you that everything is figureoutable. <laughs> Obviously, that's what I think. Um, I think, in fact, in the last week or so, I've had this one concept reiterated repeatedly. And it is this, that everything that's happening to us is here for us. Straight up, you and I both know there are some moments, some days that we do not think that what is happening right in front of us could possibly be for us. If it's really big stuff that's happening in your life, 
you might be thinking like I'm thinking, this is really challenging. This can be really painful. This can make me feel like I'm coming out of my skin. How could this be for me? But then you spend enough time in an experience or you spend enough time walking alongside a really challenging storyline in your life and you come to understand many years later that when you look back, it had a benefit and a purpose, which is a beautiful thing. Not so beautiful to see in the moment. Many years later, it's easy to see that maybe everything is figure outable and everything can help to serve us. Sometimes, though, the smaller challenges in our lives seem like time wasters. They're not there to help teach us, are they? They're just time wasters. Marie says, whether you want to leave a dead-end job, break an addiction, heal a relationship, grow a business, master your money, or solve world hunger, everything is figureoutable. Woohoo! Cue the confetti! I love me some confetti. See, there's that cheerleader we need. Does Marie know homeschool mamas want to know if their homeschools are figureoutable? <laughs> Probably not. Although I did tag her on an Instagram story this morning and she reposted it. So maybe she does know. Does Marie know homeschool mamas want to know if they're going to do right by their homeschool kids? Is Marie telling us we can figure out the perfect homeschool curriculum? Somehow I don't think so. She's probably not talking. Everything is figureoutable, as in you should be able to teach your child calculus or know what the perfect curriculum is for your child. However, I've observed that homeschool parents are most definitely resourceful. If they don't know how to handle a challenge, they find a way to do it. If they have doubts about their parenting approach, they'll find help or learn from what is right in front of them. If they search for the perfect curriculum, they'll discover it doesn't exist. Okay, this one might take years sometimes for us to accept that it doesn't exist, but indeed everything is figureoutable. So even that we'll discover is true. Even realizing that there is no perfect curriculum. Homeschool parents reveal again and again Everything is figureoutable because they are definitely resourceful. The second thing that I learned from Marie Faleo's book is that the most powerful words in the universe are the words you say to yourself. Damn girl truth. Some of our thoughts are uncomfortable and we would rather not experience them. You know, those thoughts like you're feeling angry or overwhelmed or despair or you feel depressed. Maybe you're just uncertain or confused. When we don't sit down to spend time with the words we speak to ourselves, allowing ourselves to think and feel those thoughts over and over and over without challenging them, they're having a powerful impact on us. Just because we have a thought doesn't mean we need to believe it. Homeschool mama self-care requires that we challenge our thoughts so that we speak to ourselves truth. So we'll have to sit with our uncomfortable feelings when they arise, get familiar with them, which might take us a good long time, 
learn from them. Ask what it is that we need to learn from them so we can learn more about ourselves and learn why we feel what we feel because you, girlfriend, are your most important influencer. The most powerful words in the universe are the ones you speak to yourself. The third thing Marie Forleo says is that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. Whew, she did it again. How we decide to respond to the stuff that happens to us influences how others respond to us, then sometimes how they react to us, then how we react to them, and the cycle continues over and over, around and around and around. The circle can go. We may not be able to influence everything that happens to us, but life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. We get to decide how we understand what happened to us, whether that's from our childhood or yesterday's events. And we get to decide how we're going to show up and respond to it. Like when we're not finding the perfect homeschool tribe, what do we do? Are we going to continue the perpetual search for the perfect people with the perfect values, with the perfect way of engaging their kids or using the right curriculum or the right philosophy or the right worldview. Sometimes we're not going to find the perfect homeschool tribe, not the one we initially imagined. So maybe we need to set aside our concept of perfect and ask ourselves how we can engage the people that are right in front of us. And how do we create our homeschool tribe based on the people that are there? We get to decide how we understand what happened to us and how we're going to show up on purpose in it, even when we're in a scenario like we're separating from our partners, even though we understood ourselves and everyone else around us understood ourselves as the perfect homeschool family. Sometimes we get to decide how we're going to show up on purpose when we're losing a friendship of schooled friends, those friends that we had when our children were young and everyone was doing early childhood days the same way, going to the same playgroups, or maybe heading to the playground at the same time every week. And now some of those friends decided to go to school. Or some of them didn't approve of your homeschool choice. What do you do when you're losing friendships? What are you going to do about these challenges and any other challenges you're thinking of as I'm sharing this? Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. You get to decide. The fourth thing that Marie discusses is a discussion on fear. She tells us how to deal with the fear of anything. Like the fear of what other people think, or like the worry we might have wondering if we're not good enough moms or homeschoolers. She tells us that fear is just as the letters in its name. F, false, E, evidence, A, appearing, R, real. Fear, false, evidence, appearing, real. I love that so much. That's amazing. False evidence appearing real, like not being good enough for this homeschool task. Or as Marie describes it, 
instead of being afraid and fearful, you can instead F face E everything A and R rise. That'd be face everything and rise. Also known as fear. So how do we face the fear of not being good enough in our homeschools? The problem is that we want to be loved and validated for our choices, every single one of them. But sometimes our choices really don't make sense to the people around us. So we have to accept that and move on. But we can still be friends or family even if we don't see the world the same way. Be honest with yourself right now. What would you think would be the worst case scenario if others didn't validate everything we thought or did? Will grandma no longer buy her grandkids Christmas gifts if you homeschool? How likely is that to happen? You could write the steps to how you would recover and rebuild that worst case scenario. You could adopt a new grandma. <laughs> or place a gift under the tree with a fake tag from grandma. Or you could flip the script and ask yourself, what's the best case scenario? Maybe grandma would learn to respect that her granddaughter thinks differently than her. What might be the payoff or benefit of that scenario? You could learn to deal with grandma's disapproval and every other person's approval in your life, because if you're concerned about grandma's, almost guaranteed you're concerned about other people's as well. So in that scenario, you could use fear as a GPS to get curious and ask, what is fear teaching you? Do you want to believe that there's false evidence appearing real? Or do you want to face everything and rise? You can face everything and rise and know that what you're doing is good enough. I want to interrupt this episode and ask if you want to reimagine your homeschool, especially at this time of year when that is exactly what we want to do with many elements of our lives. You're already out of the conventional education box, aka you're a homeschooler. But how do you get out of schoolish mindsets that aren't working for you or aren't working for your kids? I'm offering the de-school your homeschool challenge to help you figure out what needs to be practically shifted, what mindsets you want to shift. You can access that challenge on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and my website, capturingthecharmlife.com. I'm going to ask you, what are the things that you're uncertain about? behind closed doors. You know, in the moments when you're not feeling you have to defend your homeschool choice, maybe you've tucked the kids into bed and then you have those ruminating thoughts in your mind or your head and you're maybe having that conversation with your partner or a friend and you're saying, am I really doing right by my kids? What if I could do better? Maybe we could switch curriculum or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. So I'm going to ask you this. What are those things in the back of your mind? What are you worried about? What are the things that aren't working for you or they just don't feel right in how you're showing up in your homeschool or how you're doing your homeschool? What are the things you know aren't working for your kids? 
They don't even have to say it with words. Their feedback is undeniable. Sometimes there's fidgetiness or complaining or many possible iterations of what your children might be showing you. Have you become clear what you understand an education is anyway? Answering and clarifying that question helps you decide how you're going to do your homeschool. Is there a schooled mindset that you know you really want to let go of, but you just can't shake? Well, I'm offering you a practical tool to de-school your homeschool. This tool I share here, you'll see in the de-school your homeschool challenge, so you don't have to write it all down, but I'll suggest that you grab a journal or notebook, write each of your kids' names at the top, and leave the notebook on your kitchen counter so you can record what each of them are doing for one week. Yeah, it's a lot of work for that week, but it is well worth the effort. So you try to include all the activities, whether they're reading or writing, building, coding, screening. We're going to use that as a verb right now, using screens, playing, or literally anything. Write it down, all their activities for one week, the activities they're doing without you telling them to do them. And after a week, You can peruse the list and assess that list with these questions. What do these activities tell you that your child is gravitating toward? What are their natural aptitudes? What are they good at? How do they prefer to learn? What lights them up? How do they engage their friends and siblings? Assess your relationship with each of your kids that week. What could you do to contribute to a healthier connection with each of your kids? Because remember that your connection creates that atmosphere in your home and also creates their receptivity to learn. What do you most want for each of your kids? What do you think each of your kids most need? Determine what you think and understand an education is anyway. Remember you're homeschooling so you get to decide. Ask each of your kids what they'd like to learn. Assume that conversations count as learning. They can be huge jumping off points for learning and exploring and practicing critical thinking skills. Assume that experiences count as learning. Getting out of our comfort zones and discovering new things or new people. Maybe new ideas that expand our notion of what an education is. Assume that documentaries count as learning. They can act like cheap travel, enabling new ideas and people and places. And explore the gaps in your own education. What did you miss in your education that you didn't have and you want to make sure your kids get? What could have fueled you to be more prepared for your adult world and to become more you? These are the questions that I have in the D-School Your Homeschool Challenge, which, as I said before, you can access on Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and my website, capturingthecharmedlife.com. You can feel confident in your homeschool choices. You can align what you believe in education should be for your kids and make it happen too. There aren't any other humans on earth like your family, so you do your homeschool for you and your kids, you can reimagine your homeschool life. P.S. If you want to explore your mindset around homeschool with me, 
how homeschool might be working for you or how it's working for your kids and whether or not your actual values are aligning with your day-to-day activities, then join me in the D-School Your Homeschool Intensive. The date and time will be determined after registration closes next week. Now back to the episode. The last thing that I want to share with you about Marie Forleo's thoughts in her book, Everything is Figureoutable, she says, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. You wouldn't have the dream if you didn't already have what it takes to make it happen. I'll tell you why this Marie Forleo quote speaks to me. One is that you'll figure out how to do this homeschool thing as you do this homeschool thing. Of course, I'm here and and other homeschool moms that have been there, done that, that are on podcasts or Instagram or in books or however you're being influenced by them, they are here to help encourage you, to remind you that you really can do this thing and it will work out. But if you really want to know, this homeschool thing works as you do this homeschool thing. You'll figure out how to do it as you do it. Rite of passage for all homeschool moms to come to the place where I am now. I know it appears that it's easy for me to say that this homeschool thing is going to work out in the end. And of course, I've got my years and my kids and my stories to explain why I believe that. But you're going to be there too, faster than you think. If you lean in to telling yourself truths, lean in to personal growth, lean in to learning from your mini mirrors, your children, you're going to see how this homeschool thing works. But I think it's a rite of passage that your confidence will grow as you do this homeschool thing. Not because I tell you that it should. The second thing I learned from Marie Forleo's quote, that clarity comes from engagement, not thought. You wouldn't have the dream if you didn't already have what it takes to make it happen is that you were endowed at motherhood with the notion of educating your child. It's called being a mother. Mothers are teachers. Mothers listen and observe their children. Mothers try to do their best for their children. Mothers are their child's greatest advocates. Mothers are learning facilitators, whether their kids are in school or out of school. They're the ones at the end of the day that has to help the child do their homework. Or they're the ones alongside their child advocating that though this class be teaching X or Y, that my child is not learning it or not understanding it. Or perhaps it's a process or a way of engaging the conversation that isn't serving my child. Or maybe my child's easily distracted in class. Or maybe there's something going on that is is not useful for my child. That whether our children are in school or out, we are advocating for our children. We are our child's facilitator and teacher. I also want to encourage you that you chose this homeschool thing, so pursue it with your whole heart. Use all your ideas, all your goals, all your interests, and your dreams for life and for this homeschool and allow it to infuse your home and your family life. Don't look to others to tell you that it's the right thing. You were born with everything you need 
to answer the call of your soul. That call encompasses the vast realm of intuitive desires, creative projects, ideas, goals, and dreams that you hold in your heart. Keep on keeping on, homeschool mama, because everything is figureoutable. Thank you, Marie. Thanks for joining me today. As with every episode, I love to hear how this author, Marie Forleo, informs your homeschool or what you've learned from this discussion. You can shoot me a message through my website, Capturing the Charm Life, and Instagram, Facebook, the private Patreon support group. If you want to share your thoughts about this podcast, I'd be most appreciative if you'd share a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast episode. Last week, Anna Meek shared with me as she spends lots of her nights awake and can't go back to sleep because she needs food or maybe the baby in her belly is moving around a lot. She said during that awake time, she found my podcast and she loves it. And she says as a homeschooling mom of twin boys, she truly understands that self-care is important, but it is probably always the last thing on my daily to-do list. Yeah, girl, I feel ya. There'd be a reason why I wrote the book, started the podcast, and now coach homeschool mamas toward their healthy mindsets and wellness. And though the efforts and energy that you put towards looking after you is going to be different than me with my kids nearly grown up, I encourage you to keep on keeping on paying attention to the needs you have and nurturing the nurturer. If you'd like to support me in the work I do, I would be grateful for that. You can do that over at patreon.com slash homeschool mama self care. When you do this, you have a special invitation to access two hours of monthly support from me for whatever you need in your homeschool at just about $10 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash homeschool mama self care. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and your homeschool family. You got this, girlfriend.